Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jonah. Welcome to Outside the Ropes, a podcast where we discuss everything WWE. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 114 of season two. Today is Sunday, and today it is SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen. It is time. Weeks and weeks and weeks of build up towards this moment, and it's time. SummerSlam, Allegiant Stadium. Let's get it. This is going to get absolutely insane. I am super pumped and super excited to go over everything that happened here in this crazy, crazy show to expect. And so without further ado, without wasting any time, let's go ahead and get right into it and see what happens here at SummerSlam at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Arizona. Let's see what happens. The biggest party of the summer rolled into Las Vegas Saturday night as WWE presented SummerSlam, one of its premier pay-per-view extravaganzas, headlined appropriately by the epic encounter between the Universal Champion Roman Reigns and John Cena. The show promised the latest chapter in the top feuds, the conclusion of others, and blockbuster developments that would propel the company into the fall moments. Did the head of the table retain his title, or did John Cena etch his name into the history books with world title number 17? But what else? went down in Cincinnati in front of a capacity stadium crowd for the first time in well over a year. Find out with a recap of the peer review spectacular. Now here are all the things that were scheduled here tonight. Every single match. Now of course this is not in order, but it's what's scheduled here tonight. You have the Universal Championship match between John Cena and Roman Reigns. The WWE Championship match between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, the Triple Threat match for the Raw Women's Championship between Nikki A.S.H., Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flitter, the Raw Tag Team Championship match between RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Mysterios and the Usos, the United States Championship match between Damian Priest and Sheamus, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal and Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. And of course, the coverage began at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is 7 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Pacific time. So a lot to a lot here in tonight, and it's gonna be pretty exciting to go over every single match that's gonna happen here tonight because every single one of them is gonna be big. So without further ado. Let's go ahead and get right into it and see what happens here at SummerSlam. Now, as I've always done and I'm going to do here tonight or here today, is I'm going to be going briefly over what happened over the kickoff pre-show because some of the things that happened at the pre-show is something that you don't see, of course, during the main card. So that's just something I continue, I've continued to do with every pay-per-view. So let's quickly go over the kickoff pre-show. The SummerSlam kickoff pre-show is a fly from the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Taylor Ruxin welcomes us and she and says, there are more than 50,000 fans coming to the stadium for the show. Taylor is joined by Hall of Famer Booker T and Jerry Lawler, plus Kevin Patrick and Peyton Rosberg. The panel talks about SummerSlam as the fans in the background look on, most of them are wearing face masks. The panel runs down tonight's card and we get a free package for the WWE title match which is Goldberg versus WWE Champion, Bobby Lashley. The panel talks about the Hall of Fame reveal Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. 
Before the break, can we get see the fans giving some some predictions at a cricket cricket wireless studio inside the stadium? We then get a video in the discussion on tonight's SmackDown Women's Championship match as Sonya Deville joins the panel. We also discuss tonight's match, the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. We go to another break, which includes the NXT Takeover 36 promo, which will be happening later tonight. We then come back to see more fans giving predictions at the cricket wireless zone. Kayla then send us to a video for the Seth Rollins versus Hall of Famer Edge match. The panel then discusses that match and sends us to a break. We then see the Miz and Morrison driving a pure life water truck into the backstage area and they tell Sarah Schreiber, Schreiber that they have a big wet surprise for the WWE Universe later tonight. I do wonder what that surprise will be, but it's, it's going to be interesting. But we go to ringside and Malcolm Cole welcomes us and he is joined by the one and only Pat McAfee. They send us to the ring with Mike Rome, who is with the winner of the TikTok ring announcer, the winner, Rain Cruz. Rain Cruz is going to be doing the introductions for the kickoff match of the night. And also we see the one and only YouTube star, Logan Paul, who will be on Monday's Raw, is in the front row. Out comes first, the one and only Big E 12 Pop. And then once he rolls up his entrance, out comes next. As McAfee would love to say, bum ass Corbin comes out next, clutching Big E's money the big briefcase that he stole last Friday. Or the Friday before last Friday. Corbin looked terrified and as the referee has a talk to him, giving up the briefcase to start off the match. But he finally commits to it and gives a, a briefcase to the ref. And so the bell rings and the match is all the way as E immediately goes to work in Corbin. He continues to dominate for a few minutes, but, the, but he goes for the big splash on the, on the apron. But <clears throat> he misses as Corbin got out of the way. And that's when Biggie falls out to the floor and the referee starts counting into 10. Corbin then goes back out and sends Biggie face first into the ring post. Corbin then goes back in and tells the referee to count to 10. That's when Corbin starts talking to the trash of the fans boo him. And they bring the action back into the ring and Corbin then sends E into the ring post shoulder first. He then goes and then sends E into the ring post once again into the And then a third time. Corbin then goes to cover on E for the pin, but E kicks out two. This then leads to more back and forth, but then Corbin continues to keep control of the offense. Big E tries to fight out of the corner and blocks a choke slam attempt as she as he suddenly rolls up Corbin for the pin. Or oh, excuse me. Suddenly rolling Corbin up and then into the stretch muffler in the middle of the ring. But Corbin is yelling on a pain, but he finally gets out and nails the deep six onto, onto Big E. He then covers on E for the pin, but E kicks him at two. Corbin starts to show some frustration and goes for another roll-up. But once again, E kicks him at two. Corbin then goes to ringside to grab the briefcase and leave with it, but then suddenly Big E attacks him from behind. Corbin then gets free again and tries to run away with a case, but then E tackles him into the briefcase not tackles into the briefly, tackles him into the barrier. That's when 
Biggie ends up hitting a spear off the apron, sending Corbin out to the floor with a case in hand. Biggie brings Corbin back in and gets hyped up as a fan rally for him. He then scoops up Corbin for the big ending and he nails it in. He then covers on Corbin for the pin. He gets the one, two, and three. And your winner, Biggie. After the match, he stands tall as his music hits. Rain Cruz announces him as the winner. Biggie gets the money to bring briefcase back and poses with it to celebrate as Corbin stealing the briefcase of Biggie was not a good idea. And obviously, what we saw here tonight was he getting his briefcase back and Corbin left with nothing. And there was nothing inherently wrong with this match. And it was everything that needed to be. They got both Biggie and Wildly entertaining Corbin on the card in front of the large audience. Uh, WWE has performed in front of since prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Biggie regaining his briefcase was the right call instead of more than one scenario on the night in which he could potentially cash in for his first world title. It's a tease and a smart one that will keep fans inverted not inverted, invested, even if they think they know exactly what will happen. The finish also continues Corbin's downward spiral, an element of WWE's alignment uh, that has been consistently great to this point, and there's no doubt about it. So, after that, we then go back to the panel for more hype on tonight's peer review. We get a video package for the Universal title match. Pokemon and Lauder feel like Cena can pull the win off or Rosenberg praises Rome Marines. That's it for the kickoff pre-show as Kevin and Kayla wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the main card. The 2021 SummerSlam pay-per-view opens up with a video package, which was pretty incredible. We're then live from the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, home of the Las Vegas Raiders from the NFL as Jimmy Smith Welcome to us, and he has joined with Corey Graves and Barton Saxton. These, of course, are your raw announcers. Once you know that, you, once you see those three guys, you know that this is going to be a raw, raw brand match or red brand match. And so we go right to the ring, and out comes first a team of RK Bro. As Tonight, our first match of the night will be the Raw Tangent Championship match between Red Jordan and Riddle, or also known as RK Bro, taking on the team of AJ Styles and Omos. Riddle was on his scooter, and out comes next, they want to know the Red Jordan to a big pop. They both head to the ring together as the fans cheer him on. Riddle, Riddle with them leads him to the ring, and then the Pyro goes off as he kicks his slides off. Orton then joins him and then hits the corner to pose. But Riddle poses in the, in the opposite corner. Out next are the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Once everyone is ready to go, the, the rough calls of the bell and the match is on the way as Orton starts off with AJ as they go at it. Orton gets the upper hand with a suplex early on and then Orton starts stomping all over AJ. Orton continues to keep control and then rolls, out, rolls AJ out to the floor, pudging the announced team out of frustration. That's when Riddle and Omos tag in and they face off in the middle of the ring. Omos immediately decks Riddle and goes to work on him in the middle of the ring. Omos scoops up Riddle and then launches him taunting Orton. 
almost continues to kick control of the offense and shuts down a comeback attempt by Riddle. AJ comes back in and they nail and together almost and AJ nail a big assist to turn the DDT to Riddle. AJ then covers on Riddle for the pin, but Riddle kicks out at two. AJ continues with the offense as he continues to work on Riddle over while Orton looks on from ringside or from the apron. AJ starts taunting Orton as AJ continues to ground Riddle in the middle of the ring. That's when Riddle and AJ tangle, but then AJ suddenly ducks Riddle in the, in the back with a forearm. But then Riddle finally gets free and then rocks almost out to the apron. Or off the apron. Riddle then dumps AJ out to the floor over the top rope and Riddle then crawls over for Orton, but then AJ runs back in and stops the tag from happening. That's when Riddle then nails a big, ease, a big knee to AJ's face, and then that's when Riddle was finally able to tag in Orton, and Orton tags in and loads on AJ. Orton then stands almost on the apron, but he's still standing. Orton then backdrops AJ and then rocks almost again. Orton then clotheslines AJ into the corner. Then AJ went for a move, then Orton catches AJ with a big power slam. Orton then attacks Omos once more, and this time kicks him off the apron. That's when Orton goes for the second rope, draping DDT on AJ, and he nails it in for the pop. Riddle then watches from ringside as Orton hits the mat and readies for the RKO. Omos pulls AJ out of the ring to avoid, avoid it as the fans boo him. It's obviously, they didn't want the match to end like that. That's when Riddle then runs over, but then Omos. Catches him in midair, leaving up the steps, and chokeslams him, chokeslams him into the edge of the apron. AJ then drops over the Orton over the top rope as he fights back in. But then, before he can, uh, before he can continue with the offense, Riddle comes back in and nails, or and sends almost face first into the ring post, but he's still standing. That's when AJ nails a big moonsault DDT to Riddle from the apron out to the floor. Orton is down as it looks like AJ is going to go for the phenomenal form and end this match to retain the titles as he goes to the top rope, jumps off the top rope, but before he can nail it in, Orton dodges it and AJ rolls through. But then suddenly, out of nowhere, Randy goes for the RKO, but AJ blocks it and both men tangle, but then Orton gets the upper hand as he drops AJ with the RKO out of nowhere and he goes for the pin and he gets the one two, and three, and your new Raw Tag Team Champions, Randy Orton and Riddle, Arky Bro, is here. After the rematch, the fans pop big time as Orton and Riddle stand top of the titles. Orton's music hits and they pose in the corners as the fans cheer him on. We head to replays and Orton is on spells as he and Riddle pose together in the middle of the ring as your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Absolutely incredible. What a match. Sometimes you have to pull the trigger on something that when it's hot, and this was absolutely the right time to pull the titles on Orton and Riddle. The reunion Monday generated a massive response for the fans, providing to be one of the few acts in the red brand that it's clicking. Putting the titles on them not only enhances their own likely partnership, but it elevates the goal to Styles and Omas. Just we're going to take them. Riddle is a star of the future, legitimate future world champion. Orton is among the best stars of his generation, letting them work together with, uh, to work together, opening up a world of storyline possibities, including the eventual breakup that will propel Riddle to the top of the card. 
a fun and energetic start to the show. It was an above average match that captured the attention of fans. They kept them hot from the opening bell, and that was definitely for sure. So after that, we then get a video package for the next match of the night, which is Eva Marie taking on Alexa Bliss. We head back to the ring and out comes Eva Marie with D with Dijon first. Once they wrap up, wrap up their engines, out comes next. You want to know the Alexa Bliss. And of course, she is carrying Lily with her. Bliss then puts Lily on the top turbo go and here we go. The ref calls to the bell and the match is other way as the bell rings and Bliss was about to, uh, Bliss dodges Eva and then Eva went for another move and then Bliss once again dodges her once more and she then sends Eva out to the floor but Eva lands at her feet and like, acts like she meant she was meant to do that. Eva comes back into the ring but then Bliss goes behind her and grabs her. Eva then switches up and then Bliss walks her with a back elbow. Eva then charges towards Bliss but then Bliss traps her face first into the mat which leads into Bliss continuing to keep control as some fans uh, chant for even though it's the right hands underneath to the gut to put Bliss down to get an opening. Eva then goes to the top and then grabs Lily and raises her in the air then slaps the butt doll around. Bliss then sees it and she's of course not happy as even then taunts Bliss with Lily. Even the last as Bliss looks on even then suddenly slaps Bliss with Lily. Bliss then screams at Eva and begins leveling her with clotheslines that are thieves plus and right hands as Dewdrop watches from ringside. Eva then crawls with Dewdrop and then Bliss drags her back and nails the senton. She then covers uh, she then covers an Eva for the pin, but Eva kicks out too. Bliss insists up and she's annoyed as Bliss then grabs Lily as Eva begs Dewdrop for help. Eva, no, excuse me, but Drop is not having it. Bliss then climbs up to the corner and raises Lily in the air to some cheers, and Eva then pleads with Drop, and Drop gives her a thumbs up. Bliss then trips Eva face first into the corner, and Bliss then climbs up, and then she misses the twisted Bliss as Eva quickly got out of the way. That's when Eva takes advantage and covers for the pin on Alexa, but Alexa kicks about two. Eva then goes for another pin on Alexa, but Alexa once again kicks it out too. That's when Eva then starts arguing with the referee. As Bliss suddenly kicks up, gets up and kicks Eva, then drops her with a DET in the middle of the ring. Alexa then covers on Eva for the pin, and she gets a 1, 2, and 3. And your winner is Alexa Bliss. After the match, Bliss stands hard as the music hits. Eva is down to ringside, begging you to, to help her out. Bliss makes her exit with Lily laughing at Eva, but Drop certainly walks away from Eva and doesn't want to help her up. Even then, Drop then takes the mic and says, Your loser of the match, Eva Marie. And the fans cheer Drop on as Eva is shocked at Drop's behavior. And Drop then puts on Eva's jacket and continues taunting her as Eva sees open mouth and shock as Drop walks away with Eva's robe. And as Eva gets about how she made Dujal. Does this mean that 
drop left Eva to do her own thing or let's just continue with the back and forth with Eva and in Dujo. I'm not sure, but it could be any one of those scenarios. But anyway, Alexa Bliss looked right here, uh, showing her anger when Eva decided to grab Lily and mess around with her and then even slap Lily in the face of Alexa. That was what angered Alexa and what eventually led to Alexa getting the victory here tonight. So after that, and after a break, celebrity Mario Lopez is backstage and he interferes new Raw Tag Team Champions, Riddle and Randy Orton. Orton then says, I meant what I said when I said RK Bro is back. It will, be, it will be smooth sailing from here because you will be using the most three destructive letters in sports entertainment, RK Bro? Orton then walks off and Riddle then says, I have a surprise for Orton at Raw. After that, we then head back to the ring, and out comes the one and only Damian Priest for the next match. As tonight, the one and only Damian Priest will be taking on the Celtic Warrior Sheamus for the United States Championship. This is going to get exciting. And so, as Priest makes his way to the ring, we see the recent happenings that led to this match the past few weeks over on Raw. Out comes next, the United States Champion. Celtic warrior Seamus. Once everyone is ready to go, the ref calls to the bell and the bell rings as the match is underway as both men lock up, tingling into the corner and into the ropes. Seamus gets the upper hand as he takes Priest down and grounds him. But then Priest tries to fight up and then Seamus takes him back down. But then Priest turns the offense right around on the mat. Seamus then takes Priest back down into another hole to get the upper hand. Sheamus then drops Priest with a shoulder and then poses for the pop. That's when both men go on the ropes and then Priest and Lilo with Sheamus with a kick. Sheamus then nails a big over open hand strike and more shots. Priest then rocks in with the right hand and leaps into the corner with a splash. Priest nails a suplex onto Sheamus for the pin, but Sheamus kicks away too. Priest continues the offense as he dumps Sheamus to the apron and they chase shots between each other, but then Priest gets the upper hand as he Kicks Sheamus out to the floor. Priest then runs the ropes and then leaps over the top, taking Sheamus down the kick. But Priest also lands bad. And so the referee starts counting to 10. But then Priest ends up mouthing a bunch of strikes at ringside, but then Sheamus catches him in midair and then slams him into the ring post to get the opening. Sheamus imposes taboos. Sheamus brings Priest back into the ring and works Priest over. Sheamus knows a big belly to belly back, big belly to back suplex, where Priest still hangs on. Sheamus continues with the offense as he grounds Priest with a headlock submission. Priest tries to make him come back but then Sheamus rocks him and nails a backbreaker, holding Priest over one knee and taking the time to flex. Sheamus continues to keep Priest down and shows off, wasting time. Sheamus grounds Priest once again, talking trash as the fans try to rally for Priest. Priest tries to fight back but then Sheamus walks him again to cut him off once more. But then Priest, no, excuse me, Sheamus went for another move, and then Priest counters it with a Hurricane. That's when Sheamus continues to keep control and then drops Priest. 
He then covers on Priest for the pin, but Priest kicks out at two. Sheamus has, take, has taken Priest to the apron and goes for the Ted B to the Baron, but Priest resists. Sheamus then hits the main way and puts Priest down. Sheamus continues to waste even more time and talks trash while Priest is down as the fans boo him. Sheamus looks to catch Priest with a big spine buster, but Priest suddenly turns that into a DDT. Priest and rocks Sheamus in the middle of the ring as Priest that mounts some offense and levels Sheamus with two, two clotheslines. Priest continues with the offense and nails the back bell clap to Sheamus. Priest to kick Sheamus and goes to the top with a big flying spin kick and he nails it in. He then covers on Sheamus for the pin, but Sheamus kicks him at two as the match goes on. Priest then goes for the reckoning, but Sheamus blocks it and Sheamus then delivers a fireman's carry roll. Sheamus then nails a big counter to the stop Priest from making him off the top rope and a flying clothesline from the top rope. Sheamus continues with the offense as he nails an Alabama slam onto Priest. He then covers on Priest for the pin, but Priest barely kicks it at two and a half in the middle of the ring. Sheamus then starts to show some frustration. He then yells in Priest's face, but then Priest fights off on the map and then takes a stiff headbutt from Sheamus. Sheamus then calls for the finish as he waits for Priest to get up, but then Sheamus goes for the broke kick, but Priest blocks it with a big kick of his own. That's then Priest knows the south of heaven, but then Sheamus is down, and Priest then covers on Sheamus for the pin, but Sheamus kicks out at two. Priest then loads on Sheamus with the forearms to the back. Sheamus then gets up, and Priest kicks him in the face. Priest then leaps up from the second rope, and then Sheamus suddenly meets him in midair with a jumping knee to the face to cut him off. Sheamus then covers on Priest for the pin, but Priest kicks out at two, and Sheamus cannot believe it. Sheamus then goes for the cloverleaf submission, but then Priest suddenly rolls him up for the pin, but Priest kicks out at and I put away Sheamus as Sheamus kicks away too. That's when Sheamus knows to take down into a heel hook submission. Priest then yells out and reaches for the bottom rope, but he's not close. That's when Priest sits up in the hole and takes off Sheamus' face mask. That's when Priest unloads with the strikes get out of the hole and they both get up, but then Priest drops Sheamus face first into the top turnbuckle. Then levels him with a heel kick. Priest then delivers a broken arrow onto Sheamus. He then covers on Sheamus for the pin. He gets the one, and he gets the two, and he gets the three. And Damian Priest is your new United States champion. After the match, Priest stands tall as the fans pop for the title win. He had to replays as his music hits. We come back to see Priest celebrating with the title and makes his exit, raising it in the air as he is your now new United States champion. Absolutely, 100% incredible. This was, even though the RK Bro and AJ Styles match was incredible, this was the best match of the show to this point. Sheamus versus Priest delivered exactly what you would expect. A hard-hitting physical house fight that built in the previous encounters, but made it better that it took that perspective face mask has factored so heavily into Sheamus' recent matches and paid off in the form of Priest using it against the champion. Priest was the right guy to run with here. He was asked to make the jump to the main roster with work with Bad Body and WrestleMania and participate in the zombie stuff that happened three weeks later at WrestleMania Backlash. 
he excelled winning that spotlight and a title opportunity. Now he's a champion. It'll be interesting to see where he goes on from here outside the inevitable rematches. But who is enough to challenge for his title? I'm not sure, but we're, we're going to find out sooner than later. As for Sheamus, he has been um, as consistently great as he has all over the last year. I talked about Little as the Celtic Warrior. He has been one of the most MVPs of the WWE over the last 18 months. A shiny light regardless of the setting and one of the few stars the company can count on to deliver in every outing. The idea of Sheamus as world champion may not be overwhelmingly appealing. There's a guy who has earned one more great run for the title. It's definitely him. And that's for sure. But coming up next, we have another crazy match to look forward to. We're going to be going back to the SmackDown brand as we're going to be having the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Mysterios and the Usos. This is going to be a pretty interesting match. I have no idea who could win this championship. Will it be the Usos retaining the championships that they won from the Mysterios last pre-review? Or will the Mysterios prove them wrong and become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions and put their little uh, tensioning to the side as they're the new Tag Team Champions? We're going to find that out coming up after the break. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to break to continue our summer spectacular, the one and only SummerSlam 2021. Before the break, we went over our first match of the night, which was before the main card, and that was Biggie versus Baron Corbin. A beaten, broken, pathetic Baron Corbin stole the money to being briefcased from Biggie in hopes of preventing reversing his fortunes to set this one up. An infuriated Biggie dominated early on, but Corbin sent him into the ring post, seizing control of the belt. And closing in on a win that would give him much more, some much needed momentum. The Money in the Bank winner fought back and applied a stretch muffler, but Corbin escaped and downed him in a deep six, cutting off, cutting off any attempt at that comeback. Corbin attempted to run off for the briefcase, but recovered Big E, followed him over our ringside, gathered his spear through the ropes, and followed him with a big ending for the pinfall victory. The Big E then received or retrieved his briefcase. Following the match, as Logan Paul looked on, and the mirror camera shot of him for throwing booze on the Las Vegas fans. After that, we then had our, had our first match on the main card, and that was the Raw Tag Team Championship match between RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. The reunited RK Bro kicked off the main card portion of the Sunday show, Saturday show, as Randy Riddle challenged AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Riddle led an early onslaught, frustrating Styles, the former world champion, though, down the original bro and broke them over in the corner of the ring. Riddle momentarily created separation and made the hot tag to Orton, who unloaded clotheslines and a big, uh, Riddle momentarily created separation and made the hot tag to Orton, who unloaded, unloaded clotheslines and big back drop, big back body drop. He set up for the RKO, but an alerted Omos pulled Styles to safety. Riddle then wiped the big man out of the floor, and the phenomenal one returned the favor. Back inside the ring, a brief back and forth gave the way to RKO by Orton, and the first title 
win of the night. After that, we then had Eva Marie take on Alexa Bliss. Eva Marie will return to review for a one-on-one -on -one showdown with Alexa Bliss. Her lackey Juju at ringside. <clears throat> the match as much of what Bliss is all lately as anything for the latest chapter one of Raw's um uh, bizarre storylines. A pink haired a pink haired heel made the mistake of slapping Lily, then using the thaw to smack Bliss, throwing in a passionate and furious response from the former Raw Women's champion. Bliss took off the near fall by Marie and scored the pinfall of a spike DDT. Drew job amused by Eva's loss, grabbed a mic and announced her associate as a loser of the match and then walked off. And last but not least, we then had the United States Championship match between Damian Priest and Sheamus. Two big physical hard-hitting competitors battle for the United States Championship in the night's next match as Damian Priest challenged Sheamus a scary drive to the floor adversely affected the challenger who appeared to be nursing his hip immediately after. Sheamus setting him back first into the steam post did not help matters, allowing the Celtic Warrior to rest control the match from the Archer and Fifth Priest walked back, taking flight with a perfectly executed heel kick from the top rope. Sheamus then entered with an Alabama slam that shoved the air out of his opponent for the two count. Sheamus then added a broke kick, catching the Priest mid-flight with a resilient challenger, again kicked out at two. Priest survived the heel hook, ripping the face back from Sheamus to force to break. He delivered a big kick to that rock the champion and finished off with the reckoning for the pin to win the match and become the new United States champion. But now we're getting ready for our next match of the night, which is the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, which is the SmackDown Tag Team Title Match between the Usos and the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. We head back to the ring, and out comes the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Once up the ramp up their entrance, out comes next the SmackDown Tag Team Champions themselves, the Usos are out next, Jimmy and Jay Uso. Once everyone is ready to go, the rock calls to the bell and the bell rings, and the match is on the way as Ray and Jimmy are going to start things off. Ray looks for early 619 attempt, but he can't get it as, as Dominic then sends Jay out to the floor next to his brother as he tries to get involved. Ray then has a baseball slide to take the champs out of ringside. Dominic then springboards to take both of the champs out ringside. Dominic then tags in and slips but then flies off the top rope to take Jimmy down. He then covers on Jimmy for the pin, but Jimmy kicks away too. Dominic then knows the three amigos to pay tribute to the Hall of Famer Eddie Guerrero. Jay then tagged in, and Dominic didn't see it as Dominic goes to the top, but then Jay suddenly shoves him out to the floor. Jay then shoves Dominic into the ring post and starts talking some trash to him, grounding him. The Usos continue the offense as they know backbreakers to Dominic. A top of double team to Dominic, uh, using a big backbreaker. Top rope attack team to Dominic. Jay then continues to keep control of the offense and headbutts Dominic. Jay then covers on Dominic for the pin, but Dom kicks him at two. Jimmy continues the or Jimmy nails a cheap shot while the referee is distracted as Dom then fights both of the Usos from the corner, but he then gets leveled by a big overcut from Jay. Jay then nails a big snap suplex as the Usos show off to booze. Jay then nails another suplex and some showing off as he continues to keep Dominic down. Jay then stops the tag and goes for the suplex, but Dominic blocks it. Dominic then drops Jay with a neckbreaker, and both men are down. Ray and Jimmy then gets the tags as the fans pop for them. Ray then loads on Jimmy and then dodges a corner splash. Ray, Ray then springboards 
with the moonsault, and it's caught by Ray. But then Ray drops Jimmy off the counter. Jimmy then kicks out by two. Ray continues to keep control, then knocks Jay off the apron, and then Jimmy levels him with a super kick. He then covers on. Um, he then covers on Ray for the pin, but Ray kicks out at two. <clears throat> Jay then tags in, and they stalk Ray. But then, before you know, uh, Jay can get the upper hand, Ray counters a move and then sends Jimmy out to the floor. That's when Jay attacks and kick, uh, kicks Ray. Ray then fights Jay off and then gets super kick out of the air of a crossbody attempt. Jay then goes to the top and nails the big Usa splash to Ray. He then covers on Ray for the pin, but Ray kicks him at two, and Jay cannot believe it as he argues with the referee. Jimmy then tags in and goes to the top, but Jay goes to another corner, but Jay is stopped by Dominic. Dom and Jay fight on the apron, and Dominic gets chopped out to the floor. Ray was about to get the Uso splash from Jimmy, but he blocks, or, but Ray dodges it. Ray then gets the over, or uses that advantage. To drop Jimmy into position for the 619 and he nails it in for the big pop. Ray then kicks Jay from the apron as he goes back to the top for the splash to Jimmy, but Jimmy gets his knees up as Ray directly landed on top of his legs. Jimmy then takes advantage and super kicks Ray and in comes Jay off the tag. Jay and Jimmy nail the signature double super kicks to Ray at once. Jay then goes back to the top and nails the big splash to Ray. He then covers on Ray for the pin, and he can still win two and three, and the Usos retain the tag team championships. Out from the match, the Usos stand tall with the traps as the music hits. Dominic comes in and chuck on his head. The Usos taunt them. The Mysterios then exit the ring and celebrate the referee check on Ray at ringside. The Usos continue their celebration in the ring. <clears throat> what a crazy, crazy match. The Usos and the Mysterios have wrestled each other so frequently in recent weeks. It would also be, oh, that would have been also understandable if one failed to meet the quality of their previous encounters. But it did not. The champions and challengers delivered a high energy performance that captivated the crowd and had them inching for the father and son to regain the championships. They did not. And while there was no tease tonight of dissension among the challengers, it would likely add to the amount of frustration that is ex exists between Ray and Dominic. They're destined to split have the rare father versus son showdown. Bosses like this will definitely feud that feel. Feud that feud. As good as this, um, <clears throat> this match was, it will be interesting to see what these two, two, two teams go on from here and see what other feuds they get themselves into. So for that, and we return for the break. And actress Tiffany Haddish is backstage with WWE United States Champion or new United States champion, Damien Priest. She introduces, um, Priest talks about how Sheamus is a bully, and he was, you know, was great taking the title from a bully. He talks about being from New York City and how this title would prove that the, uh, that proves that this is a land of opportunity, no matter what the haters say. We head back to the ring, and Rick Boogs is out with his guitar, and says, uh, that this is a music interlude so that the WWE Universe can party with the one true king of WWE. As a booth goes on and introduces the new Intercontinental Champion, King Shinsuke Nakamura, and now he comes to a big puff. Booth and plays as Nakamura does his entrance. McAfee then dances on top of the United table and they join him in the crowd as a fans go wild. 
That was a fun and normal moment. Definitely was a music interlude. After that, Colton sends us to a video package the next match of the night, which is going to be a pretty exciting one. The SmackDown Women's Championship match as Sasha Banks will be taking on the one and only Bianca Belair. This is going to get exciting. So we head back to the ring, and out comes the SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair to a pub. She swings her hand around and dances to the ring. But after she made her entrance, Greg Hamilton then says, Sasha Banks is unable to compete. So Belair will defend her title against the most beautiful woman of all WWE, Carmella. And so the music hits, and out comes Carmella as Belair looks confused and upset. Carmella then makes her way to the ring, and the SmackDown Women's Champion looks very annoyed. And I believe the crowd is also seeming deflated at the match change, as I'm sure all of us are unhappy, just as Belair is. Belair is seething as Carmella does her entrance, and laughing her, and Belair then takes the mic and says, It may not be tonight, but soon the leader, You and me, Sasha, will be in the ring. But until then, she then turns back to Carmelo and says, I'm just going to take your, my frustrations out on you and beat your dusty little self right now. They argue as the bell rings as... No, excuse me. They argue as the rough raises the tongue in the air and then once everyone is ready to go, the bell rings and the match is out of the way. But then before the match can continue or begin, the music interrupts and out comes the man Becky Lynch to a huge pop. Lynch is fired up as she makes her shocking and unexpected return here to WWE here on Smack no, here on SummerSlam. Belair is also hyped up as Lynch heads to the ring. Becky's shirt says the man is back in Vegas. As Becky looks at both competitors, then kicks Carmella and throws her out of the ring. Becky then takes him back and says to Belair that she'll be right back. Becky then goes to ringside and then sends Carmella into the steel ring steps. The fans chant Becky's name as Becky comes back in and faces off with Belair as the fans cheer them on. The stare down goes on for a minute as the crowd gets louder. Becky then asks for the mic. And then Becky then says, How about we, how about you and me blow the roof off the stadium for the SmackDown Women's Championship? The fans pop as Miller then stares Becky down and gestures for the match to happen. And so the bell rings and the match is on the way as the match is on. Lynch offers her hand for a shake. But then instead, she suddenly begs Belair in the jaw, and then suddenly she drops her with a pump handle slam. She then covers on Belair for the pin, and she gets the 1, 2, and 3, and Becky Lynch is her new SmackDown Women's Champion in seconds. After the match, Becky takes the title and yells that she's back, but music hits, and the fans cheer her on. Belair then sits up in the corner, and 
she's not happy. Winston celebrates as he had to replace Lynch that hits the corner pose with the title in the air. Miller makes it, melting at Lynch from the entrance away. Becky looks back in the corner, teaming to Ton Belair. Absolutely shocking. Belair was not expecting this whatsoever. Belair was expecting to take on Sasha Banks, but Sasha Banks is not here and she is not able to compete. I do not know why Sasha was not able to compete. That will be a story for a different day. But as for Becky returning, this was absolutely unexpected. Becky has been out for almost a year because back in, I believe, March of 2020, back when, uh, Back when Raw and SmackDown were back at the Performance Center, <clears throat> um, after Money in the Bank 2020, as Oscar won the Women's Money in the Bank briefcase on the Monday Night Raw, after Becky had uh, Becky was in the ring with a briefcase, and as Oscar to come out, Becky was of course saying that not only was that Money in the Bank briefcase. Or not only that, Oscar won the money to bring briefcase, but she became the new Raw Women's Champion. And the reason why is because Becky was going to become a mother. And so for the past couple of months, Becky, of course, gave birth to her child. And throughout that time, she has been out of... Uh, of course, she has not been, of course, been able to compete. But for her to make her shocking return here tonight was completely unexpected. And for her to win the SmackDown Women's Championship, that was absolutely unexpected. All I do want to say here is that it will be interesting to see what goes on from here. As Lynch or Becky is her new SmackDown Women's Championship, it will be interesting to see what Beller has to say about this and see what even what could even happen with uh, Sasha Banks because she, of course, did not make your presence here. And I do not know the reason behind she not, her not making her way to the, tonight, but we'll potentially find out sooner than later. But other than that, your new SmackDown Women's Champion is Becky Lynch. Absolutely unbelievable. After that, we return for the break, and Mike Robe introduces the Olympic gold medal wrestlers. Gable Stevenson and tomorrow, um, Mensa Stock. They come down to the entrance, walk to the ring for a parade of Philippians as a fan cheer as these two made history. And these were two Olympians who made history during this year's Olympics, and it was an emotional time for both of them as they supported the support of this country and pulled off an incredible victory for both of them and both of them deserve nothing uh nothing but the most up up by the most um, up, utmost respect for everything that they did and winning those gold medals for both the women and the men's side of wrestling
After that, we then go back to the ring and out comes Jinder Mahal as he's going to be taking on the one and only Drew McIntyre. Jinder and Shiki are banned from ringside in this match, so Jinder and Drew are all by themselves. Out comes next, the one and only Drew McIntyre to a big pop, giving his sword, Angelo. Once everyone is ready to go, the ref calls to the bell and the bell rings as the match is underway. As Drew immediately rams Jinder back into the corner, delivering a big chop. Drew then knows a big clothesline for more offense to shut Jinder down. Drew then calls with an early claymore, but Jinder rolls out to the floor to avoid it. Drew then follows Jinder, but then Jinder suddenly decks him on the apron. Jinder went for another shot, but then Drew blocks it into the steel ring steps and launches Jinder overhead onto the floor. Jinder then begs on his knees in the ring, saying, we used to be like brothers, and Drew doesn't have to do this. But Drew isn't having it as Jinder suddenly goes to nail a shot on Drew, but Drew blocks it, and Jinder then suddenly lows Drew with a big kick to the face. He then covers on Drew for the pin, but Drew kicks him out too. Jinder continues with the offense as he crowds Drew and puts his knees, his knees to the back of Drew. Jinder nails a big knee drop onto Drew. He then covers on Drew for the pin, but Drew kicks him out too. Jinder continues to keep Drew down and works him over, stopping her show off. Jinder then stops all over Drew while Drew is down on the bottom rope. Jinder grounds Drew and then talks some trash while working on the shoulders in the middle of the ring. Drew then rocks Jinder with a Glasgow kiss headbutt, and then Drew then launches Jinder overhead and mounts more offense. Drew then nails the Feast Shock DDT in the middle of the ring. Drew then heads to the corner to call for the Claymore as a fan count with him and they wait for Jinder to get back up. Then Drew charges with a Claymore and levels Jinder with it. He then covers on Jinder for the pin. And he gets the win, two and three. And your winner is Drew McIntyre. After the match, Drew stands tall as his music hits. Beer and Shiggy come down to check on Jinder and they stare down Drew, but he grabs Angela and sends him retreating to the ring. And Drew then raises the sword in the air as we get a replay of the finish. So, this match was acceptable. Jinder, of course, was pretty much outmatched because, of course, he didn't have Yuren Shiggy in this match. But Drew was easily able to get the victory, take out Jinder, and pull out the victory just like that. It'll be interesting to see what where Jinder and Drew going from here. After these two have faced off here tonight, but we're gonna find out potentially over on Raw, so we'll see what happens. After that, we're gonna get a video package for the next match of the night, which is this triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship Charlotte Fleur versus Rhea Ripley versus Nikki A.S.H. We head back to the ring, and out comes first. The Raw Women's Champion, Nikki A.S.H. to a pop. After Nikki wraps up her entrance, out comes next, the Nightmare, Rhea Ripley, as she makes her way out to another pop. And last but not least, the one and only Queen Charlotte Flair is out last as the power goes off for the entrance. Rome then does his former reintroductions. All three women face off as the bell rings 
and the matches on the on their way as Flutter then suddenly shows Nikki to the mat and then that's when Thank you, and Nikki dumps Ripley out to the floor. Nikki then mounts Flutter in the corner and delivers a monkey flip. Ripley then comes back in and goes for the, goes for Nikki and then Nikki suddenly rolls her up for the pin button. But Ripley cooks out at two. Ripley, excuse me. Uh, Charlotte suddenly attacks Nikki and then sends her out to the floor. Ripley and Flutter go at it now. As Ripley then knows, they'll throw their thoughts into the corner. Flutter then fights off Ripley, but then Ripley sends her to the apron. Nikki, Nikki then runs back in and uses Ripley to kick Flutter off the apron. Ripley and Nikki go at it. As Flutter then runs right back in and suddenly levels Nikki and then attacks Ripley. Flutter and Ripley trade shots in the corner, but then Nikki runs back in and attacks Flutter, but then Flutter next down and then slams her on top of Ripley. Flutter then goes to the top for the big moon soap, but then Ripley gets her knees up as Flutter lands on, Nick, on Ripley's knees. As Nikki ends up taking advantage as she takes Ripley down and countering Flutter. Flutter then sends Nikki and levels Ripley with a big boot in the two count. Flutter then taunts Ripley and then smacks her. Ripley then smacks back and loads with two clotheslines to Flair. Ripley goes for a slap and then Flair ducks it, but Ripley headbutts her to stun her. Ripley then stops Nikki from getting on the apron and nails the low drop kick to Flair. Ripley then kicks Flair and nails the Northern Light suplex. She then covers on Flair for the pin, but Flair kicks it with two. Ripley then grabs Flair from behind, but then Flair elbows her away. Flair then whips Ripley hard into the corner and she lands on the floor. Flair then Stops Ripley from entering the reek or entering the apron. Nikki then runs in, but then Flair blocks the, the monkey flip. Nikki then leap, keeps fighting and drops Flair for the tornado DDT. She then covers on Nikki for the pinball. Nikki kicks it out too. Nikki then drop kicks Ripley through the ropes to stop her from coming back in. And Flair then scoops up Nikki for the slam. But then Ripley grabs both of them from behind for the double stack German suplex for the pop. Ripley then goes to the top for the missile dropkick to Flair and she nails it in. Flair then is down as Ripley covers on Flair for the pin, but Flair takes it at two. Ripley is a bit frustrated as Flair and Ripley unload each other at ringside with strikes. But then Nikki suddenly flies at both of them from the top rope, taking them down with a crossbody. Nikki then celebrates at ringside as we get a replay. Then we come back to see Nikki bringing Flair back into the ring, but then here comes Ripley. Ripley and Nikki nail the double suplex to Flair, holding her high in the air. Flutter then turns that into a double DET and Flutter then kicks out for the big pop from the crowd. Flutter then sucks Ripley on the mat as Flutter then nails the big chop and wanted to take Ripley, take Nikki back down. Flutter then tops, chops Ripley and Nikki over as the crowd woos along with her. Flutter then avoids a double team and keeps fighting, second Nick, sending Nikki to the floor and back chops Ripley high in the air out to the floor. Flutter then goes to the top and nails the corkscrew wins all out to the floor taking both opponents down with a big pop from the crowd. Flair then brings Ripley back into the ring, but Nikki holds her ankle, which allows Ripley to go to work on Flair. And then Nikki fights back in and covers on Ripley for the pin, but Ripley kicks it with two after they take Flair out. Ripley then nails them for the cloverly submission to Nikki in the middle of the ring. Flair then runs in and breaks up the submission. And Ripley then fights, or excuse me, Ripley rocks Flair and drops her. Ripley then stuns Flair and applies the same submission to, to her. Flair then breaks and then slams Ripley on her face. Flair then goes right into the figure four and bridges into the figure eight on Ripley. Rip Nikki then flies in and then breaks up, uh, breaks it up and then lands bad and hurts her knee. 
and Ripley then screams in pain as Nikki goes to put Flitter away. Ripley then breaks it up just in time as Ripley goes to the riptide on Nikki, but then Rip Nikki counters into a DDT. Nikki then limps to the top rope and goes for the crossbody, but then Flitter dodges it. But then Flitter applies a figure four to Nikki in the middle of the ring. Flitter then breaks it into the figure four as Nikki reaches and screams out, and she has no other choice as it's just too locked in as Nikki taps out for the finish. And your winner and the new Raw Women's Champion is Charlotte Flair. After the match, Flair takes the title and sits up on her knees as the music hits and the fans cheer Rowan. Ripley sits against the barrier at ringside and looks on as Flair raises the title in the ring. Nikki is clutching her knee and while still down in the mount, she heads to replace and come back to see Flair raising the title in the air to end the segment after the match. What a shocking victory for Flair. She just stripped over the crown, but it is uh, at some point it becomes Flair and everyone else rather than strong, powerful woman and her challenger. Nikki A.S.H. was a great champion, but the queen shut it down from being able, from Nikki being able to achieve what she wanted to do. Flirt with Flirt's champion, you won't be interested to see who will be the next one to step up for the champion and see what Nikki and Ripley go on from here. Ripley was a great fighter with Rip, with Flair and Nikki, but she was just, just short from being able to get the victory as well as Nikki. Nikki did her best. the signs of energy of Ripley and Flair, she was outmatched and she ended up losing a Raw Women's Championship to Flair. So it will be interesting to see what goes on from here. We return for the break. We get a video of Titus O'Neil talking about the WWE community events held in Las Vegas this past week. We then get a video package for the next match of the night, which is going to be a very exciting one. It is going to be the one and only Seth Rollins taking on the Rated R Superstar Edge to decide who will be coming out of this feud as the winner. Will it be the Hall of Famer or will Seth Rollins shut down the Hall of Famer and injure Edge's neck, preventing him to ever wrestle again? We're going to find that out coming up after the break. We'll be right back with more action right after this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Rick for the next two seconds matches of the August or Summer Spectacular Summer Slam 2021. Before the break, we went over our next match of the night which was a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Mysterios and the Usos. Ray Dominic Mysterio sought to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships from Jimmy and Jey Uso in the cards, fourth match, but to do so, he would have to overcome mounting frustration between father and son. The challengers started hot, taking the fight to the champions, and frustrating them early, the Usos slowed the pace, though when isolated Dominic from his dad, and the established dominance of how Tag the Race sparked a babyface comeback as the greatest underdog and WWE unloaded on the opposition. 
Let's remember Kevin with Jerry Stone, the former world champion, and another inmate flight. This one by Jay. That's what's up of spots for the dramatic near fall on the apron. <clears throat> Jay delivered a front suplex on ring apron, eliminating Jay from the proceedings. At the boost to reconnect to Ray and a tougher splash to Jay for serve the title reign. After that, we then had the SmackDown Championship match between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, or so we thought. As the SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair hit the ring for an advertised match with Sasha Banks, it was only to find out that the boss would not, competing, would not be competing on this night. Instead, Carmella was in introduced as the new challenger. Before the match can start, Becky Lynch made her long awaited to return to the Thunderous Ovation, joining the WWE and her opponent in the square circle. Lynch dispatched Carmella and issued a challenge to Belair for the championship match. The ESC accepted. Seconds later, she fell prey to a manhandle slam. The Lynch captured the title after a single move. And after that, we then had Drew McIntyre take on Jinder Mahal. The rivalry between Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal wrote his final chapter in a short and decisive fashion. Saturday night. The modern name Madharaja down had down McIntyre working both in the center of the ring. He cut down his size. He cut his down to size, preventing the use of his legs to power a comeback. The former WWE champion did fight back though, and ultimately put Mahal away with a Claymore kick before Shingy and Veer collected a vigorous leader. And last but not least, we then had the trouble that match the World Women's Championship. Nikki A.S.H.'s Cinderella story met its match Saturday night as she defended the World Women's Championship against the former champions Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley in a triple threat match. All three competitors took to the sky at different po points in the contest, ripping the Rock Flair with a missile drop kick. Nikki pulled off a cross spray that wiped out her challengers at ringside, but though executed a picture perfect torn uh, torneo from the top rope, crashing into her opponents on the floor. Ripley nursing a bum knee narrowly escaped the defeat as the champion broke out Flair's figure race submission. Blade the champion tried for the crossbody that won her title in the first place, but crashed and burned. Flair then seized the opening, applied the figure eight, and earned the title number 12 as she became the new Roman's champion. But now we are getting ready for the next match of the night, which is gonna get which is gonna be very, very exciting. You wanna know the architect is gonna be taken on. You want to know the video or superstar edge. This is going to be exciting. We get a video package for the next match, which shows what happened back in 2014 and what led all the way up to this point between these two. And so we go back to the ring and outcomes first. You want to know the architect, Seth Rollins. Once he wraps up his entrance, he wait a few seconds before the brood music hits, and now comes the Hall of Famer Edge. The flames rise up as Edge comes from underneath, like the brood once did. Edge then marches down the ramp, and the red lights flash. Then he stops and kneels as the light, lights go dark, and Edge's normal theme starts up as he finishes marching to the ring to a big pop. I like what was on there. I like what was on there because. <clears throat> We, it was a great throwback to what Edge did back in the day, back in around the 1990s with the good old brood and stuff like that. And then, of course, going back to his normal theme song that we all know and love. So, once everyone is ready to go, the rough calls to the bell, 
and the match is on the way as both men steer each other down. Both men go at it, and Edge was about to get a shot from Rollins, but he dodges it and then drops Rollins with the right hand. Rollins starts seething as an Edge smiles at him uh, sinisterly. Both men lock up, and Edge applies a headlock submission, but right Rollins fights out of it with an Edge, cleanses him over the top robot to the floor. Rollins comes in swinging, but then Edge blocks it and works him over. Both men end up on the floor, and Edge continues to keep control against the barrier. They bring the action back into the ring, and Edge knocks Rollins back out to the floor. Edge then baseball slides back out with the Rollins sidesteps, and then sends him into the ring post. Rollins then sends Edge neck first into the post as the referee starts counting to 10. Rollins continues to beat Edge around the ring, a ringside area, and slams his head back into the ring steps a few times as the fans boo him. Rollins continues with the offense as he brings Roll as Rollins brings Edge back into the ring and grabs him for the neck breaker in the middle of the ring. He then covers on he then covers on Edge for the pin, but Edge kicks him at two. Rollins continues to beat Edge around the ring for a few more minutes, focusing on the neck. Rollins goes for a stomp, but Edge avoids it. But Rollins continues to kick with Joel and delivers another neckbreaker. Rollins then sits up and laughs, taunting Edge over his neck as the fans try to rally for Edge. Rollins went for a few right hand strikes, but Edge blocks it and fights back in the middle of the ring. Rollins knows a knee strike to the gut of Edge. Edge charges towards Rollins, but he, but he runs into a big boo in the corner from Rollins. Rollins then springboards in from the apron with a flying knee to the head, and Edge kicks him at two. Rollins continues to keep Edge down and poses over him in the middle of the ring as some fans boo him. Rollins went for another neckbreaker, but then Edge blocks it and backslides Rollins up for the pin, but Rollins kicks him at two. Edge continues with the offense as he slams Rollins face first into the mat. Edge then knows a running shoulder thrust into the corner. Edge then takes Rollins up to the top, climbing up on his back, but Rollins fights back with elbows to the back of the neck. Rollins and sends Edge to the mat, but then Rollins turns around on top and does a big flash splash, but then Edge is down and Rollins and covers on Edge for the pin, but Edge somehow kicks out at two and a half. Rollins waits for Edge, Edge to get up in the corner as Edge rolls under the ropes to avoid another stomp attempt. And Rollins, of course, isn't happy. Rollins then talks some trash and then climbs up to the second turnbuckle. He then grabs Edge for the superplex out to the floor, but Edge fights back. Edge then climbs up to the top rope, as does Rollins. Then Edge suddenly nails a super swinging neckbreaker from the top rope out to the mat, and both men land hard and they're flat on their backs. The fans are away for Edge as both men slowly get up using the ropes. Rollins then charges towards Edge, but then Edge slams him throat first into the top rope. Edge continues with the offense as he nails a clothesline and a boot to drop Rollins. Edge then nails the execution DDT onto Rollins. They covers and Rollins for the pin, but Rollins kicks out at two in the middle of the ring. Edge then goes over the offense, and then Rollins turns the offense around in the corner. Edge then sidesteps a super kick and drops Rollins with another pin, but Rollins kicks out at two once more. Edge then climbs up to the top, but he takes too much time as Rollins runs up and nails a big superplex and holds out for the Falcon Arrow in the middle of the ring. Edge edges down as Rollins covers on Edge for the pin, but Rollins cannot put away Edge as Edge kicks out at two once more, and Rollins cannot believe it. Rollins awaits in the corner as Edge slowly recovers. Edge 
was about to get another stump from Rollins, but Edge blocks it. Rollins goes to the goes to the pedigree, but it's blocked. Edge then pays homage to his wife, Holy Fever Beth Phoenix, and delivers a glam slam in the middle of the ring. He then covers on Rollins with a pin, but Rollins once again kicks it with two. Rollins and calls away as Edge stares him down. Edge grabs Rollins and then Rollins slams him throw first over the top rope. Rollins follows up and then snaps Edge's back. Neck back over the top, top rope of the neckbreaker once more. Rollins goes for the stomp on the apron with an edge, quickly gets out of the way, and sends Rollins to the ring post. Edge then turns and delivers a humongous spear to Rollins, sending Rollins from the apron to the floor. Both men land hard on the floor, and the fans chant, Holy shit, as they get a replay. We come back to see Rollins going face first into the ringside LED board from Edge, and Edge then brings Rollins back into the ring. He then covers an edge, edge then covers and Rollins for the pin with Edge, could not put away Rollins as Edge, as Rollins kicks it with two. Edge sits up in the corner, wide-eyed, and looks around as Allegiant, around Allegiant Stadium as the fans cheer him on. Edge then goes for the spear, but Rollins turns it into a pedigree. It was a pedigree counter. He then covers on Edge for the pin, but Edge barely kicks it with two. Rollins goes to the top, but he's struggling. As Rollins and Nails a course to Moonsault, but he has to land on his feet as Edge quickly gets out of the way. Edge still comes right back with a big spear. He then covers on Rollins for the pin, but Rollins somehow kicks out at two, and Rollins is still in this as Edge and the crowd cannot believe it. The fans chant, This is awesome after the replay, as Rollins was about to get a kill switch from Edge, but he blocks it and rocks Edge with the right hand. Rollins and Nails a few stiff shots to the back of the neck, then a super kick to knock Edge over from his knees. Rollins are ready for the stomp, waiting in the corner to, for Edge to get back up, but Edge turns over and catches the stomp. He then shoves Rollins to the back and applies the educator submission as the fans pop. Rollins across for the bottom rope, but Edge tightens the hold, pulls Rollins back to the middle of the ring. Rollins suddenly rolls up Edge with a pin, but Rollins kicks him at two. Edge goes right into the cross straight submission, as the fans cheer him on. Edge then turns Rollins back over to the middle of the ring and tightens the cross face submission. Rollins breaks it, but then Edge starts slamming his face into the mat over and over and over again. Edge then quickly applies a cross face sleeve where they're still on the mat. Rollins then holds on for just a few seconds, but the tight is just too much for him to handle, but he has no other choice but to tap out as Edge is your winner. After the match, Edge stands tall as his music hits. Rollins heads to the floor to recover, and we come back to see Edge standing tall at the ropes, looking down at Rollins. Edge then raises his arms to victory as the fans cheer him on. He heads to replays, and we come back to see Edge continuing the celebration as the crowd pops. What an absolute insane match. The psychology and storytelling within this one were phenomenal, and led to the best match of the show by far. Rollins relentlessly targeting Edge's neck, looking for the stomp after forecasting it in the weeks leading to the show for the night's touch, as well as the Holy Favorite scouting and beating ready to counter every single time. What started as a slower pace match, it destroyed with Edge's, Edge's comeback and went full throttle through the finish. The biggest takeaway was that this match reflected the, the story Edge told us Friday night that Rollins raged into the point that he had to reach deep down within himself to find the dark side. He represented the site with a brood inspired entrance and built it upon 
with a brutal face smashing that gave away to the match and the submission. This feels very much like a feud that is not finished. Boys will come back, probably more driven and disturbed than ever before, looking to avenge the loss that took him further out of the universal title contention. If it means another match between these two, bring it on. Absolutely bring it on. I don't mind seeing these two face off once more again because I'm sure we're going to get another one of these crazy matches like what we saw here tonight. This was truly special and I won't mind seeing this match once more because this was truly incredible. So after that crazy match, Money in the Bank 2022 is announced for the July 4th weekend at Allegiant Stadium. Mike Rome is in the ring to announce summer sub attendance which is 51,326 fans. That is a lot. That is a lot of fans and definitely a lot to fill up a NFL stadium. Because of course, you got to remember, Allegiant Stadium is home of Las Vegas Raiders. And so that is a lot of fans to fill up that big of a stadium. After that, we didn't see the shots of the fans in the crowd. After that, we didn't see how the Miz and um, Miz and Morrison came out to the kickoff pre-show in a pure life water truck. This is a prize for the pay-per-view. So Miz and Morrison are introduced and they come out to the ring. They take the mic and go on about how the desert heat and, and how they're here to cool everyone off. So Miz is ready to bring out the dripstick 2000 to wet everyone up. Where they're confused over who was who was supposed to ring the who was supposed to ring it, and so that's when we hear a familiar voice and it's the New Day's Xavier Woods as he comes out through the crowd. He's wearing a water tank on his back with a Pure Life logo on it, as attached to a large water gun. This is the Gypsy 2000. Woodson says, "You left the Gypsy 2000 and you were attending the truck, and I took it." Morrison, of course, wants to go in so we can take care of our ones join us. Woodson says, the only join ones in the stadium are you two. Woodson brings up. Woodson says, there's only one of you and there's two of us to get the drift sick to 2000 over. Woodson pays tribute to the Hall of Fame Scott Hall and does a hey yo serving, asking fans if they want to give the gun over or wet them with it. The back and forth continues on the mic. Miz and Warren's Woods not to use the dripstick 2000 of him, but he starts spraying him anyway. And so Miz and Morrison are soaked as they finally retreat. Woods and plays of the crowd. It's a new day's music starts well. And we get a replay of what just happened. After that, we get a video package for the next match of the night, which is the WWE Championship match between Bill Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. This is going to get exciting after the video package we go back to the ring and out comes first the wwe champion the almighty bobby lashley with mvp lashley marches to the ring and poses in the corner as the pirate goes off out comes next the hall of famer bill goldberg as a goldberg, goldberg chant start off the camera cuts backstage security knocking on goldberg's door it comes out and makes his way through the backstage area Goldberg then walks through the smoke and stops for a few se seconds, staring the ring down. Goldberg then makes his way to the ring 
as Lacey looks on. He then get the formal reintroductions from Rome. Once everyone is ready to go, the rough calls on the bell and the matches on the way as both men steer each other down. They lock up and tingle into the ropes, then into the corner. They break and then Goldberg backs off, and Lacey then shoves Goldberg, then runs into him with a shoulder, but then Goldberg doesn't bowl, budge. Goldberg then takes Lacey down with a flying shoulder, but then Goldberg continues with the offense as he catches Lacey with a body slam and a power slam in the middle of the ring. Goldberg then stands tall as some fans boo him. Goldberg then sends Lacey into the corner and then clotheslines him. Goldberg then levels Lacey in the middle of the ring with a clothesline and the referee checks on Lashley. Lashley then fights back with the right hands, beating Goldberg down to one knee and then to the mat. Lashley looks to use the jackhammer, but Goldberg prevents it. That's when they tingle for a few seconds, and then Lashley slams Goldberg and pounds on him. Lashley then goes to the top, and then Goldberg catches him and then slams him to the mat from up top. Goldberg then waits to the corner as Lashley recovers, and so Vance boo him. Lashley then gets up, and then MVP pulls him to the floor to avoid the spear. That's when Goldberg runs around the ring and nails a spear to Lashley at ringside, putting him down on the floor. Lashley, Lashley is down as Goldberg puts Lashley back in. Goldberg then rages for another spear, but MVP hits him with a cane in the back of the knee on the floor, and that's when Lashley takes advantage of the distraction and takes Goldberg's leg out with a chop lock. Goldberg slowly gets up, and then Lashley chokes him in the middle of the ring, driving him into the mat. Lashley continues with the offense as he stalks Goldberg as he slowly gets up. Lashley then goes for the hurt lock, but Goldberg resists. Goldberg then elbows Lashley as a fence boo him. Goldberg then gets shoved, and he lands on his head. Goldberg then go rolls out to the floor for a breather, and MVP then argues with the referee. So Lashley then goes out and scoops up Goldberg to run him into the ring post. Goldberg hits hard and goes down to ringside, as Lashley gets hyped up at ringside, playing to the crowd. Lashley then stops the count and goes back out, running Goldberg headfirst into the ring post once again. Lashley then shows up at ringside and plays to the crowd for another mixed reaction. Lashley then brings Goldberg back in, but then but Goldberg goes down and crushes his knee right as the referee chucks at him. But slow, Goldberg slowly gets back up to his feet, but he goes right back down on the knee. And the referee makes a motion to the, to the timekeeper's area to call the match as the winner by referee stoppage and still your WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Lashley looks shocked as the referee calls the match. Lashley then brings the steel chair into the ring and takes Goldberg's legs out. As he gets back up, Lashley then goes to unload with chair shots to keep Goldberg down until the referee stops him. Lashley then screams at Goldberg while delivering the chair shots. Lashley then continues to focus on the t on the leg while keeping Goldberg down. But then out of nowhere, Goldberg's son Gage runs in and jumps on Lashley's back. But then Lashley puts him down with a hurt lock. MVP then stands with Lashley, and MVP then takes the mic and says, "There was no way Lashley could have known that was Goldberg's son attacking from behind. It could have been anyone." Lashley then raises the WWE title in the air at ringside as MVP announces him as the champion. The music hits as MVP and Lashley head to the back. Goldberg checks on his son and yells out Lashley saying he's going to kill the champ. And the segment ends. How could Lashley attack a 15-year-old kid? Especially Goldberg's kid, Gage.
I can't believe what just happened. <clears throat> this was this was pure dominance by the WWE champion to the point that Goldberg cannot even compete. Taking in the leg out multiple multiple times to the point he couldn't even stand. Goldberg didn't want to stop, but the referee stopped the match from happening because it looked like just Goldberg was just not even able to compete anymore. Lashley literally ragdolled Goldberg's teenage son, and that was shocking. It looks like this feud between Goldberg and Lashley is now over because Lashley literally attacked Goldberg's son. So it will be interesting to see what goes on from here, but seriously, that was pretty messed up for Lashley to attack age like that. He's 15 years old. He was 15 and he got attacked. That is just completely uncalled for. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for a main event. Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. This is going to get insane. Everyone in the Legion Stadium was waiting for this moment and we're gonna see it right here right now is the head of the table gonna pull off the victory over the 16 time champion or shockingly John Cena will come out here and steal a championship from rings forcing rings to leave WWE we're gonna find out that answer coming up next right after the break Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the rank for our main event of this incredible Summer Sam 2022. It's been absolutely insane tonight. Tons and tons of matches here tonight. But our main event is most likely going to take overtake all of them. But before we get to that, let's quickly go over what happened before our last break. Before our last break, we had the one early edge. Take on Seth Rollins. Edge rose from a pit of fighter in homage to his days as one of the third of the brood and hit the ring like a ball of energy for a showdown with, the Seth, with Seth Rollins. The architect, though, wasted time by targeting the neck of his Hall of Famer opponent, working him over meticulously for a good portion of the contest. <clears throat> Edge attempted a comeback, but Rollins leaped into the top rope, delivered a suplex, and Executed right into the Falcon Arrow for the dramatic near fall. One sought the stomp, but Edge dodged it. The heel tried for the pedigree, but Edge countered into the glam slam. Of course, the move of, of, of his wife, Beth Phoenix, for his own two count. <clears throat> the Rajar Superstar added his spirit through the ropes and drove Rollins face right into the edge of the ring. Breaking the LED board. Back inside, Edge tried for the spear, but Rollins kind of made her common move with a pedigree for a cool spot. Rollins tried for the Phoenix Splash, but Edge rolled out of the way. 
and delivered a spear. The two, as disbelief and frustration set in, was the trouble to stop again, but Edge stopped him and applied the educator, and he applied the crossface, smashing well into face first into the mat before forcing the tap out for the victory. And last but not least, we then had the WWE champion Bobby Lashley take on Goldberg for the WWE championship. <clears throat> but before that happened, as everyone's thankfully cleared the ring of John Morrison in the Miz, bringing an end to a painfully dry or touch. So my comedic segment of four uh, comments here is to a video package having Goldberg challenging Bobby Lashley for the WWE championship. <clears throat> Goldberg attacked early on and often, getting the best of Lashley with a spear on the arena floor. As he set up for another in the ring, MVP backed his knee with his cane, lighting the fall with a chop block, taking the Hall of Famer's lowered limbs out from underneath him, and sent Goldberg into the ring post on the floor as a fan of Vegas expressed their support of the Almighty. Unable to stand to the knee injury, Goldberg collapsed to the mat, and the referee called for the bell. Lashley then grabbed the chair and attacked the damaged leg of his opponent, rolling with a repeated shots as the referee attempted to stop him. Goldberg's son Gage jumped into the ring and paid for it in the form of the hurt lock, taking him down. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a meet event. This is gonna get crazy. The Universal Championship match between Goldberg, not Goldberg, between John Cena and Roman Reigns. Who is going to come out as a winner? I have absolutely no idea. But we're going to find out right here, right now. So, we get back to the ring for tonight's <clears throat> main event as John Cena makes his way out to a big reaction. Cena rushes to the ring as a fan cheer him on. Out comes next. The Universal Champion himself, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Rings heads to the ring as Cena sits on the top turnbuckle and watches. Rings and raises the title in the middle of the ring as we get the former reintroductions from Hamilton. The fans are wowed up as the bell rings and the match is on the way. As Cena immediately goes to throw a few jabs and smiles at Rings. They go to lock up and then stalls, backing away and getting a feel for the crowd. Cena then plays with the crowd and taunts Rings, but then both men. Lock up and Cena applies a headlock to start off. But then Cena then dro gets dropped by Reigns with a shoulder, but Cena gets right back up. Reigns and starts to talk some trash to Cena. They lock up back up, and Cena then takes Reigns down. He then covers on Reigns with a pin, but Reigns kicks to a two. Cena then wins Reigns with a one, two, three taunt. They go for a tenth of strength, but Cena takes Reigns down with another roll up for the pin, but Cena. Cannot put away Reigns as Reigns kicks out at two. Reigns continues to work Cena over and then drops over the right. The Cena the excuse me, Reigns and plays of the crowd and drops Reigns with another right hand. Reigns then talks about trash and continues to keep Cena down. Reigns then wastes some time yelling at the crowd while Cena recovers. Reigns and whips Cena hard into the turnbuckles and he goes back down. Reigns and taunts Cena about going to Hollywood. <clears throat> Reigns knows a suplex. Cena. Reigns continues with the offense as he grounds Cena, but then Cena tries to fight back to his feet, but then Reigns puts him right back down and stands tall over him. Reigns nails another suplex onto Cena. He then covers on Cena for the pin, but Cena kicks him at two. 
Reigns ends up tossing Cena through the ropes out to the floor. Reigns and tosses the crowd over the apron, but the Reigns falls up to the floor. But then Cena walks the right hand and fights back with right hands. Cena the webs Reigns shoulder first into the steel ring steps. The Reigns then stand on the steps and raises his fist in the air for mostly moves. Reigns continues to keep Cena down the ringside and then grabs the Universal title, raising it in the air and touching the fans even more. Cena then rolls right back into the ring to break the count. I see the comes right back in, and Cena suddenly rolls him up for the pin, but Reigns kicks out at two. Cena then charges towards Reigns, but then Reigns suddenly lowers it with a shoulder. Reigns then kneels down and talks some trash to Cena. Suddenly, Cena goes for the attitude adjustment, but the Reigns blocks it and drops Cena with a DDT. He then covers on Cena for the pin, but Cena kicks out at two. Reigns looks to the camera and apologizes to Hollywood movie executives for beating Cena's ass. Cena then gets up and looks him out to offense, but the rings shuts him right back down because he's to keep the trash talking going. But then Cena suddenly goes for another roll up attempt out of nowhere, but the rings kicks out. Rings goes right back into a super hold and Cena starts to fade. Cena the power is up to, to his feet as the fans rally for him. Rings continues to keep the hold locked in and jumps on Cena's back, and that then leads to more, more of the same. Cena continues to mount some offense with signature shoulder blocks. Cena then stands tall over Rings because of the five knuckle shuffle, but suddenly Rings blocks him and brings him into the guillotine submission. But Cena breaks free and then jacks up jackknifes Rings. He then covers on Rings with a pin, but Rings kicks him at two. But then Rings suddenly comes right back with a Superman punch to shut Cena's momentum right down again. Cena then drops rings once more, but this time he knows the five knuckle shuffle. Cena then delivers, goes to deliver the attitude adjustment, and then he nails it in. It looks like he's gonna win this match as he goes to cover on rings for the pin. He gets the one, he gets the two, but literally a millisecond before the three count, somehow rings kicks out, and Cena is frustrated as the fans are shocked. Cena goes for the STF, and he gets it locked in. But Reigns drags them to the bone rope to break the hold. As he, but the referee has to use a five count as Cena keeps it locked in. Cena then rolls to the floor and lips around to regroup. But the Reigns goes down to one knee. Cena then falls, but the Reigns suddenly nails him with a drive-by. The fans do the dueling chance as Reigns runs around, but then Cena suddenly catches him and puts him through the announce table with the attitude adjustment. Aiden looks unshocked as the fans go wild. Cena then rushes to grab rings and roll him back into the ring. But, but he goes to cover on rings for the pin. He gets the one, he gets the two. But just before the three once more, Cena could not put away rings as rings kicks it at two again. Cena then goes to the top for the big light drop, and then rings catches him in midair, slamming him down. He then covers on Cena for the pin. But Cena barely kicks him at two and a half. Reigns goes for the Superman punch, but Cena ends up blocking it, and that's when both men go back and forth. But then Reigns suddenly drops Cena with another Superman punch attempt. He then covers on Cena for the pin, but Cena once again kicks out at two. Reigns is getting frustrated. Cena then side sets the spear, and Reigns runs into the ring post, going down on the apron. Cena then brings Reigns back to the top turnbuckle. Cena that climbs up for the super attitude adjustment from the second rope, and Cena nails it in. 
standing that goes to cover a race for the pin. He gets the one, he gets the two, and just before the three, just a millisecond before the three, somehow Reigns kicks away. And Cena is flat on his back in shock, and the Vegas crowd is beside themselves. Cena then starts mocking Reigns. Reigns is yelled from the corner, and some fans boo him. Cena then charges towards Reigns, but Reigns suddenly rocks him. That's when both men trade right hands in the middle of the ring as fans go along, go along with them. Cena did a loads with right hands, but the Reigns stuns him. As the Reigns nails a Superman punch and another to drop Cena flat on his back. Rings and yells out about this is all him. He is WWE. Rings and waits in the corner as Cena slowly recovers. Rings and yells out and goes to the spear and delivers it right to Cena with all of his might. He then covers on Cena for the pin and he gets the one, he gets the two, and he gets the three. And Cena could not put away Rings as Rings is still your Universal Champion. After the match, Rings stands tall as his music hits. Absolutely unbelievable. This was a dramatic main event that executed to perfection by two masters of the craft. Rings and Cena timing their near falls was flawless. They took the fans of Vegas on a roller coaster ride left him genuinely convinced either man could leave the believe of the gold. Reigns winning was absolutely the right call, only because his run as heel champion is unprecedented in its excellence, and there is still plenty of mileage left on. Wow. Absolutely wow. As Reigns celebrates, Reigns gets his title back from Heyman. But before Reigns continues celebrating, the music stops, and we hear familiar music that we have not hear, heard since WrestleMania 36, sending Allegiant Stadium into a frenzy. Reigns is riled up, and Lehman looks very worried. Looks very worried, and you get a shot to the stage, and it's Brock Lesnar. Lesnar is jacked up as he marches to the ring. Lesnar then stands on the ring steps and smiles while steering rings down. Lesnar enters the ring and steers rings down. Lesnar then gets closer, nodding at rings and Heyman. Lesnar has a few words for rings. As rings backs away as the fans boo him, rings exits the ring, still steering Lesnar down. Heyman backs away with rings, mouth still hanging open because you gotta remember, Heyman was. Heyman was Brock Lesnar's. Associate rings the race the universal championship in the air and says, Not tonight. Lesnar's music starts back up as he raises his arms in the air, playing to each of the crowd as they cheer him on. Rings and Heyman head to the back, and Silver Slam goes up the air with Lesnar standing tall in the ring as he is the second shocking return to W. W.E. Absolutely 100% incredible. Then when you just, just, just when you're left wondering what's next for the head of the table, Lesnar returns just like that from his favorite tree stand, ready to kick ass and win gold. 
that Haven was as advocate with no pledges of allegiance to Reigns as Hence's, but would readily be a dramatic storyline, given the fair leaders of the head of the table has expressed against Lesnar. A night that proved to be pretty up and sometimes down, that we did deliver an exclamation point that very much needed, and as a result, as fans posing as Roland SmackDown approach. Brock freaking Lesnar, ladies and gentlemen. Brock Lesnar is here. I am super pumped. I mean, Brock Lesnar looks incredible in incredible shape right now. I mean, he has a much more different look than we have seen him. He has a ponytail, he has a beard. He looks crazy right now. The thing that I'm super excited to see is what's gonna happen with with Paul Heyman. Because Heyman is now gonna be in the center of this crowd. I'm not saying crap in a bad way. I'm saying crap in a good way. <laughs> you gotta remember, throughout the whole entire time, for many, 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 many years, Paul Heyman has been the advocate for Brock Lesnar. But now Brock Lesnar has returned, and for over a year with Paul Heyman joining Roman Reigns, you gotta know that... That this is going to get absolutely insane. This is going to get truly, truly insane. And there is no doubt about it. What a crazy moment. What a crazy summer slam. I am super pumped and excited for this Monday. I'm raw. And super excited for this Friday for SmackDown. It's going to be a shock. It's going to be so, so crazy. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, SmackDown and Raw is going to feel like a pay-per-view in itself because of these two shocking returns that we have tonight. Becky Lynch returning, becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Brock Lesnar returning to confront the Universal Championship after he defended it against John Cena. I mean, a legend after a, another legend. I mean, it's just crazy how things have turned, how the tables have turned as of late. Absolutely incredible. And so with that being said, that is summer 7, 2021, ladies and gentlemen. What a crazy night it truly has become. With that being said, tonight it is going to be time for the one and only TakeOver 36. We have a lot of crazy matches to look forward to. Samoa Joe versus Korean Cross. Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. The Million Dollar Champion, Ali Knight, taking on Cameron Grimes. And so much more to look forward to here tonight, which I'm super, super excited to look forward to. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, or today, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. I have made this announcement for the past few days, but if you have not listened to the previous podcast episodes, well, I'm going to let you know right now what this major announcement is. I am only, as last year, July, was the beginning of this podcast. It was also during the time when COVID was a thing. From August of 2020 all the way down to August this year, I've been able to do this podcast from home because, of course, everything has been done from home. But as I'm only a 17-year-old who loves absolutely hell of WWE, I'm only 17 years old, which means I'm still in high school and I'm about to begin my last year of high school. And 
because of that, because things are opening back up again. I will no longer be able to do this podcast, at least for now. The reason why is because I am returning back to school, and because of school, and I'm physically returning back to school, I will no longer be able to do this podcast. If I were to continue this podcast, it would be too much for me because it would be too much on my plate because of all the stress I would have me doing at school, with all the stress of me having to do this podcast. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this podcast, even though it's a an hour and twenty, an hour plus minute episode. There's still a lot that goes into this podcast, and it's just going to be too much for me to handle. Oh, to do every single day right after school, it's just going to be too much for me. It would be, it would just be too much on my plate. I hope you guys can understand that. I don't know what the future of this podcast will be after this Sunday. But what I will say, though, is that it has been a hell of a ride doing this podcast for you guys daily, week after week after week. It's been incredible. The future of this podcast will be up in the air because I will be getting a well-deserved break and finish my school year, which is and next year's next year June until May or June and I do not know if I will return back to this podcast after I'm done with school in its entirety or this will be it for this podcast at least for now I don't know what's going to happen but just be aware of what could happen in the near future so once again thank you guys for joining me for today's podcast hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did I sure enjoyed every single second of it I'm very excited for tomorrow, as tomorrow will be the final part. I'm very excited for tonight, as we get ready for TakeOver 36. And just for your announcement, just for the announcement, TakeOver 36 will be the final podcast, our final episode of this podcast, at least for now. We'll be taking a long, a waited break of doing a whole year, non-stop episodes of, of this. It's been great. I want to thank you all of, all of you guys for all the support you guys have given me. I cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you guys, Shelby. Tomorrow will be the final episode of this podcast, at least for now. If I do decide to come back after my school year. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. See you guys next time.